Hello, queers. You're listening to Movies a la Queer. This is Sarita Ramirez. And Merry Christmas! Today is Christmas Day! Merry Christmas to all of you who celebrate it and to those that don't but like to have a tree in the middle of their living rooms. That's cool. (laughs) Merry Christmas to those that are celebrating it alone and in quarantine. I'm right there with you. And as painful as it is to spend a holiday made for families and drinking eggnog with your loved ones alone, it's important to remember that this is only temporary. And to fill that void in our hearts, we have films that are all about family and Christmas and falling in love during this cold-ass time of the year, unless you live in Florida. And what better film to talk about than a film that reminds us to overlook all of our material obsessions and false temporary career aspirations and to really focus on what's important and what brings us joy, like love and antique train stations. (laughs) And if you haven't figured it out already, the film we're talking about in this episode is The Christmas Setup. Christmas Setup, a 2020 American film directed by Pat Mills, starring Ben Lewis, Blake Lee, Ellen Wong, and Fran Drescher. IMDb synopsis. As they enjoy the local holidays together, Hugo and Patrick's attraction to each other is undeniable. But as Hugo receives word of a big promotion requiring a move to London, he must decide what is most important to him. December 12th. I'm headed back to Milwaukee. My mother is thrilled. Oh, you look so skinny! Feel like a teenager again. Do you mind staying here because the Christmas tree is being delivered? Ah! Patrick Ryan? When I saw him, I almost died. I'm sure it was just all in your head. No, literally, I fell down the stairs. You okay? Fine. Let's go. Any my mom just stays awake at night thinking of ways to publicly humiliate me, I think you look adorable. At Lifetime, Christmas love is for everyone. Outlast Psycho. Mom, I don't need you meddling in my social life. Oh, hi, Patrick. Fate definitely crossed paths. Fate or Kate? I'll just lead you to voice to it. Ben Lewis, Blake Lee, Ellen Wong. Chad Connell, and Fran Drescher. I don't have to ask Santa for anything this year. I already got it. The film opens up in New York with Hugo, a 30-something-year-old lawyer. He seems like a nice guy. Smart, cute, sweet, and an overall Manhattan type. We don't know this, but he probably lives in Hell's Kitchen. Every morning, he goes to his favorite macadamia milk-only coffee shop at the corner and orders his macchiato with light foam. So Hugo, he's mustering up the courage to ask for a promotion at work, to which his boss kindly declines. And Hugo is disappointed, meets up with his best friend Madeline, who tells him that she's staying in New York during the Christmas holidays. 
How convenient. Hugo tells her, no, no, come home with me for the holidays. Mom will be so happy to have us there together. So fast forward to mom's house. Mom, played by Fran Drescher, steals every scene that she's in. And I know this film isn't about her, but she's hilarious and naturally inviting and more interesting than the movie. I'm sorry. (laughs) So they're at Fran's, I mean, Kate's house. And she tells her son, Hugo, hey, I'm going out to do some errands and I'm going to take Madeline here. So take care of this list of chores and accept the tree delivery that's coming today. See you later. And Hugo's like, "Uh, okay, mom, thanks. Some time passes and then the Christmas tree is being delivered. So Hugo looks out the window and sees the top of a guy's head who's delivering the tree and says, oh my God, I know him. That is Patrick, my high school lover. Oh my God. Wait, no, he's not his lover. (laughs) Sorry. This is Patrick from his high school, who he just happened to have a huge crush on back in the day. So Patrick is also another total cutie. He comes off super nice, super considerate, and he looks like the guy next door that you want to marry and have 2.5 babies with. So Patrick tells Hugo that he remembers him and that Hugo should come by to his and his dad's neighborhood tree shop later. And Hugo is trying to play it cool and says, oh yeah, sure, no problem. So later that day, Hugo is telling Madeline all about Patrick and how he was so brave in high school because Patrick came out in high school and was still very popular and he admired him for it because Hugo wasn't out at the time himself. So that evening, Madeline and Hugo decide to stop by at the Christmas tree shop where Patrick works. And Madeline and Hugo are just giving off the wrong vibe. And what do I mean by that? Well, (laughs) Hugo introduces Madeline to Patrick and she's just clinging onto his arm. Like, like she doesn't want to let go or she's freezing to death. I'm not sure. And they're finishing each other's sentences. And nowhere in the conversation does Hugo say, oh, by the way, she's my best friend, not my girlfriend. Although she's, again, clinging on to him for dear life. And you can tell that Patrick looks a little disappointed, but he's still polite. He thinks these two idiots are together. But no worries, because the next day when Patrick and his dad stop over at Fran's, I mean... (sighs) Kate's house. Ah, why do I keep saying Fran? It's not like she's acting like the nanny all day. (laughs) Patrick introduces Madeline as Hugo's wife, to which Hugo and Madeline are like, oh my gosh, no, 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 of course not. Like, Madeline is like, I'm straight, but he's gay, and we're both single. To which Patrick's eyes just instantly lights up because he's like, oh my god, thank god. Thank god my gaydar was working. So Patrick asks Hugo out for hot chocolate that evening and Hugo is apprehensive and I'm not really sure why at first. From what we see, Hugo is like, well, I live in New York, I don't live here and I can't do long distance. And he ignores that. So he goes out to meet up with Patrick anyway, to which Patrick somewhat stands him up, but or I guess shows up much later. And Patrick is apologizing profusely. Like, I'm sorry, I really had to do do a delivery and it just ran late. And Hugo's like, oh, don't worry about it. Good night. And he leaves. Has that ever happened to you? Has that ever happened to you where people have been just super late or has just stood you up on a date? I think that is just so shitty. 
especially nowadays where we have phones. I mean, why couldn't Patrick text Hugo to say, hey, I'm running late, my bad, but he didn't. Only in the past decade have I been really crazy about time and punctuality, but I wouldn't just walk out on a date if they're 20 minutes late. I mean, maybe it seemed like Patrick was super late though, because Hugo finished his entire hot chocolate in about five minutes. I don't know, how long does that take? But not to worry, because Hugo and Patrick do hang out again, because Kate invites Patrick to join her Hugo Madeline and Hugo's conveniently single hot army brother Aiden to go caroling with them. And of course, Patrick shows up because he's like, I like Hugo. Why wouldn't I show up? Duh. He very evidently likes Hugo and Hugo likes him too, but he's conflicted or whatever. So while they're out caroling, Hugo gets a random phone call from his boss who's like, you know what? After much thought, I don't want to fire you. I do want to give you a promotion after all. But you know what? You're going to have to go to London. Congrats. And Hugo's like, oh my gosh, my favorite city ever. I will take it. Thank you. So the next day, they're decorating at a town center train station or something. And Patrick asks Hugo if he's ever thought about moving back home to Milwaukee. By the way, they're in Milwaukee now. (laughs) To which Hugo says, "Uh, I do want to change but I don't know. And Hugo's hinting at his big London move, but he hasn't told Patrick this, or his mother, by the way. So another day goes by, (laughs) and Hugo is planning to save his favorite train station thing, house, shelter, I'm not sure what it is, from being demolished and turned into a modern-day kiosk train station. And Patrick is there with Hugo, of course, because they're just attached at the hip, and they're having a sweet moment. That almost kiss, but the phone of a, or an alarm cliche thing happens and the kiss doesn't happen. But Patrick tells Hugo that Cassandra, his knockoff Alexa that sold off for millions in Silicon Valley and has rendered him a billionaire with an early retirement at the age of 30, is notifying him that the Northern Lights will be visiting Milwaukee. And Hugo's like, uh, that's not possible. And Patrick tells him, yes, it's possible. There's a 43% chance that we will see it. And I believe in Cassandra, aka Alexa, and she never lets me down because she's a computer. Computers let us down, man. (laughs) I don't know if you've been watching Black Mirror, but computers let us down. So the Northern Lights thing actually happens. Cassandra was right. And Hugo and Patrick share their first kiss. And it really looks like they're falling in love. So later at Kate's house, the gang is playing Christmas trivia and the final answer happens to be London. Oh my gosh. And Hugo, upset that he lost, grabs his phone to check if it's the right answer. And Madeline, the ever helpful best friend that she is, says, yeah, London, like where you're going to move to, silly. And everyone is just stunned because no one knew other than Madeline that Hugo was made partner and that he's moving to London. And this is very sad because you can just taste the the disappointment in the air. Kate, who's ever so sad, says, well, you promise you'll invite me next year and we'll spend Christmas together in London. But she hugs him and tells him that she's proud of him and that he's worked so hard for this promotion. But you can tell that the mood in the room is now clouded with this promotion news. So later, while they're alone, Madeline tells Hugo that, listen, I don't think you really want to go to London because if that was something that you really wanted, you would have told everyone. 
And side note, I'm not sure I agree with that because if you know your mother doesn't want you to move and you're also falling in love with someone who's not going to be living in London, maybe you're still thinking about the opportunity or maybe a part of you doesn't want to come to terms with... I don't want to make them disappointed. So maybe I'm not going to tell them yet. Maybe you're going to be that person who writes them a letter before they leave to say, hey, I'm actually moving. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, it's just me. Okay. So Hugo goes to Patrick's tree shop and apologizes again. Patrick tells him, listen, you don't need to apologize because it sounds like a great opportunity. And hey, I'll come visit you. Hugo tells Patrick that he's still not sure about taking the promotion. But Patrick tells him that, you know what, you'll figure it out. And invites him to a holiday drag show later that night. Sitting together, waiting for their drinks, Patrick tells Hugo that, you know what, I don't want this to end. I really like you. And I think that we should take advantage of the time that we have left. And Hugo tells him that, you know what, I like you too, but long distance is just really shitty and it scares me. And Patrick agrees because he tells Hugo at the drag show that, you know what, you're right. I can't just sit here and watch time go by and see what we could have been and so he leaves him there. Next day, it's Christmas, and Hugo finds out that the beloved train station that is getting taken down by the city was actually owned by two men who are, or were, allegedly in a romantic relationship. But it was presumed hidden from the townsfolk because it was the early 1900s, and I think people were still getting murdered for it. I don't know. So he tells this to Patrick later, and they both agree that, you know what? Love is worth fighting for, no matter the circumstance, and that love can be the silver lining in any rough period. So Hugo, with that, decides to stay home in Milwaukee. So it's assumed that he and Patrick live on happily ever after. So what are the themes? (laughs) What are the themes of this film? I thought this film was very cute, and it's a lifetime film. If I haven't mentioned it already, this film is on Lifetime. So if it's not on Netflix, it's not on Hulu, it's not on Prime, but if you have Lifetime or a subscription to Lifetime, go watch it because it's available and it's very Hallmark. I think this is probably the most Hallmark of all the films that I've seen. It doesn't deal with coming out, which is very... It's refreshing to see a gay film that doesn't deal with the qualms of coming out and being true about your sexuality to your parents because it looks like everyone knows and it doesn't matter to them. It's, I think this film mostly deals with what your priorities are. Is your priority and your goal to, in Hugo's case, to be a partner in a firm at a young age and to be a successful career man and to chase after those career aspirations? Or is your priority to be surrounded by family and loved ones and that that is what really mostly matters to you? I deal with that all the time. I deal with wrestling with what is most important to me. And I know that love and my partner and my friends and family are extremely, if not the most important thing to me. But I also recognize that I am someone who gets bored. I get very bored very easily. I'm an Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius sun, Aries moon, Capricorn rising. You get it, okay? I am someone who needs to be stimulated mentally a lot throughout my life. And one of my biggest fears is to live my life and to feel as though I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve or to feel like I didn't 
get to do anything with my life or to feel like I missed out. Yeah, it's that fear of missing out. And another thing that they mention in this film is long distance relationships. So for those that know me and have been following me or follow me on social media, I have been in a, in a long distance relationship for many years now. <laughs> Gonna be going to five years and it's not easy. And Hugo and Patrick, those two are right. It is not easy to be in a long distance relationship, especially when things are just starting off. And long distance is hard when you are really not with your partner in person. But if it's worth it to you, and if you're both working towards something of being together in person, then it is possible. I think this movie celebrates it and also puts the fear of God in (laughs) long distance relationships because... Here you have Aiden, the super hot army brother, or excuse me, marine brother. Marine? Army? You get it. They say that Indiana, where he's going to be living in, and New York, where Madeline, who, by the way, they hook up in the movie, I didn't mention that, but they do, is doable. But Wisconsin and London isn't. (laughs) And as someone who's been and still is in a long-distance relationship that was once intercontinental... United States and France, and now United States and Canada, international, it ain't easy. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not easy. Do I recommend it? Eh. If the person is worth it and you see yourself uh, having going full on long term forever, I mean, yes, long distance is worth it, but you have to have a game plan. And of course, the other theme in this film is family and friends. Your chosen family through friendship is also just as important as your blood family relatives. You have Hugo and Madeline's friendship. They've been friends for, I think they mentioned 10 years, and they've had each other's backs for a long time. And that the fact that Madeline is able to spend Christmas and the holidays with Hugo's family, I think is very beautiful as well. And there are people, especially within the LGBTQ plus community, who are not spending their holidays with their blood family or blood relatives And maybe it has nothing to do with the pandemic or the quarantine or the stay-at-home order, but because their family has disowned them or has shunned them for them being who they are, for them loving who they love. And this film also shines light on who your chosen family is and how important they can be to you as well. And with that being said, The Christmas Setup was a cute film. It was a Hallmark special for sure. And films like this, again, are just setting down the pavement for more cheesy Hallmark gay films to happen and to appear. And that is what we're all expecting and hoping for. I'm hoping for more queer films. I'm happy to see films like The Christmas Setup and those that I've also reviewed like Happiest Season, A New York Christmas Wedding to be mainstream as they are. And I hope that you get to watch it as well and to share it with your friends and family. It is very PG. It is very innocent. I feel like I've cursed more in this review than in the film. (laughs) So it is very family friendly. And I encourage you to share it and to show it to your friends and family this holiday season if you happen to be with them. And if not, and if you're alone at home during Christmas or during this whole holiday season, watch it alone. And hopefully it won't depress you even more. That's my wish. That's my Christmas 
Christmas holiday wish for you all. This is Sarita Ramirez. Thank you for listening to Movies I Look Queer. And if you haven't done so already, I would really, really appreciate it if you granted me a Christmas wish by giving me a Christmas gift, which is to leave a five-star rating on iTunes or anywhere that you listen to Movies I Look Queer. I do appreciate it. That makes it possible for people to find this podcast. This year has been such a hard year. And uh, one of the things that has saved this year for me was the ability to make episodes on Movies Ella Queer. And I would love to see it grow. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sharing it on Instagram. Thank you to all my friends who have given me such amazing feedback. I appreciate all of the feedback and constructive criticism. That's how Movies Ella Queer stays Movies Ella Queer. So again, if you haven't done so already, follow Movies Ella Queer on Instagram at Movies Ella Queer and leave that five-star rating. I love you. I will ask again. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I will see you at the next episode. Mm